Hello and welcome to Fighting Words, the official podcast of the NYU College Democrats. I'm your host, Raven Quesenberry. And I'm your other host, Ryan Trembauer. It has truly been a crazy week, so Ryan and I just want to do a deep dive into a couple of the news stories that we think are most important for you to know. We'll be discussing three things. First, we'll talk about Michael Cohen and the FBI's raid on his office. Second, we'll be talking about Mr. Paul Ryan and his decision not to rerun for election. And finally, we'll be discussing our favorite topic and what keeps coming up in our feeds because they make them Facebook and Mr. Mark Zuckerberg's testimony to the United States Senate. So what are we waiting for? Let's hop right in. On Monday, April 9th, the FBI raided the office of President Trump's personal attorney, Mr. Michael Cohen, as well as Cohen's personal Park Avenue hotel room. To refresh your memory, Cohen is the same lawyer who claimed to have personally paid off adult film star Stormy Daniels in an amount of $130,000 to keep quiet about her alleged affair with then-candidate Donald Trump ahead of the 2016 election. According to Cohen, Trump was not even aware of this deal. Further, according to the New York Times, investigators in the probe were searching the office for records related to this payment, as well as the now infamous Access Hollywood tape, in which Trump used particularly vulgar language to describe his conduct towards women. Reportedly, the investigative team was specifically investigating Cohen for such charges as campaign finance violations and bank fraud. It is important to note that attaining this search warrant would have required an immense degree of probable cause. In general, a warrant related to a federal probe requires high-level approval within the Justice Department. When an attorney is the subject of the warrant, the department requires even more substantial proof, and a federal judge would have had to sign off on the move. The information required for the warrant was allegedly referred to the Southern District of New York by Special Counsel Robert Mueller's office. President Trump, as expected, lashed out hours after learning about the raid from Cohen's lawyer, Stephen Ryan. He accused the Justice Department of per perpetuating a witch hunt and asserted that the FBI broke into Mr. Cohen's office. And as always, Trump took to Twitter. On Tuesday morning, he said, attorney-client privilege is dead. In other breaking news, everybody woke up to the surprising revelation that Speaker of the House and prominent leader within the Republican Party, Paul Ryan from Wisconsin, would not be seeking re-election this November. Politicians, candidates, and politicos from both sides of the political aisle were shocked at the revelation. Nobody saw this coming. So what do you think the implications for this are? I think there's a lot of implications for it. There's financial implications for Republican candidates and Republican politicians seeking re-election. There's, there's um, implications for the Democratic side of politics. Does this show, once again, that we're in for a Democratic wave that's soon to become a Democratic tsunami? And, of course, there's this ongoing conversation within the general discourse of what does this mean for the Republican Party as a whole, as an institution. Um, Paul Ryan was a pivotal figure. He is known as a tremendous fundraiser. Um, so far this cycle, he's raised over $54 million. And now that he is not a prominent figure anymore because he has made himself an effective lame duck um, who's just sitting in the position until November, there are serious concerns over whether people are going to continue to donate if he comes to and speaks at an event. Um, and so candidates who are seeking um, either re-election or first-time election are concerned that they will now have to rely on alternative sources of money and try to distance themselves from a lame duck um, 
Speaker of the House. What are your thoughts? All I can say is that, you know, this certainly caught everyone by surprise, and it looks like we're in for a, a really exciting, if not controversial, uh, midterm election season. Yeah, and I would also add that um, it only goes to show that the Republican Party is intensely divided over Trump and over who has control. Um, even before he announced, the media has already been reporting that both um, Representative um, Kevin McCarthy from California and Representative Steve Scalise from Louisiana were both putting unofficial bids in to be the next Speaker of the House. They wanted to challenge Ryan um, should all three of them obviously be re-elected. Um, now the Speakership of the House is up for grabs. Will it be Scalise? Will it be Kevin McCarthy? Will other people now hop into the race um, to claim that pivotal position? Because it is known as one of the most powerful positions, um, regardless of which party holds it, um, in Washington. And then finally, our last news story this week, the scandal that's been constantly in our feeds, Cambridge Analytica and the Facebook privacy breach. This story, fraught with twists and turns, begins about three weeks ago when it was revealed that Cambridge Analytica, a British political research firm, used data mining to build predictive profiles of 87 million Facebook users. What exactly is, is Cambridge Analytica? Well, it was a firm that was employed by the Trump campaign in the 2016 election to learn about how Americans think, how to design better ads, and how to craft better campaign rhetoric to influence the overall election. What did they actually do, though? Well, they used big five personality tests, which have been t tied to political affiliation. What are the big five? Well, they include personality traits such as openness to new experiences, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. But how does it actually work, you may ask? Well, I'll use my co-host here, Raven, as an example. Raven is a Facebook user. Um, she logs into Facebook, and Facebook is collecting data on everything that she likes, what types of events, and how frequently she goes to different events, um, how frequently she makes new friends on Facebook, and how often she comments on other people's posts. Cambridge Analytica took this data um, and they added the personality identifiers, identifiers. So for example, if Raven is making a lot of new friends and she goes to lots of events, they may classify Raven as very open to new experiences. And openness to new experiences through political science research has been tied to liberalism. So they can throw a whole bunch of ads at um, Raven that are curated for a more liberal message, more liberal candidate. However, with Cambridge Analytica, what they were doing was trying to find people that were conservative and would buy into a conservative, Trump-oriented message. Wow, thank you for explaining that, Ryan. That really does help me understand how Cambridge Analytica worked so much better. And I think the whole thing is really fascinating, um, but also equally nefarious. So this ongoing data privacy drama has been unfolding thus far in Silicon Valley, but it finally reached Capitol Hill this week when Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook CEO, testified before Congress regarding the Facebook data breach. He has suggested that Facebook should be regulated and wants to work with Congress to do so. Tuesday marked the first official hearing held with Zuckerberg on the issue of Cambridge Analytica. However, what became strikingly clear very quickly was that most senators do not even understand how Facebook works. Several questions focused more on how Facebook actually functions than the Cambridge Analytica case or data privacy at all. 
While this is interesting, it is not altogether surprising. Bear in mind, the average age and demographic of a senator in Congress is a 62-year-old white man. And just to add on to that, um, just to give our listeners kind of a breadth of kind of the many different questions, and like you said, many of them were not really geared towards exactly this scandal and its um, relationship to Cambridge Analytica. My own senator, Lindsey Graham, got into questions about whether is Facebook a monopoly. Um, Zuckerberg responded by saying it doesn't feel like it. Um, and although that's an important question, its relationship to Cambridge Analytica and data privacy perhaps a weak link between the two. Senator Dick Durbin asked um, Zuckerberg if he would share the hotel information that he stayed at um, the night before with everyone in the hearing and watching. Um, he also asked, would Zuckerberg share the people that he messaged this past week? And the whole point was to ask and to reveal that the true issue here is about privacy and the willingness for companies to share these private moments. However, Zuckerberg kind of missed the point and the question kind of got lost in translation. Senator Ted Cruz brought up the role of hate speech on Facebook. He mentioned the story of Diamond and Silk, which we saw again in the House just yesterday. Um, Diamond and Silk were two African-American women who supported Trump this past electoral cycle. They're from North Carolina and their pages and their Content was actually taken down because Facebook marked them as um, hate speech. Um, yes, important hate speech on, fa on Facebook and the role of regulation there, tied to data analytics, tied to uh, privacy breaches, maybe not so much. Um, so good try, Ted Cruz. Um, Senator Horan Hatch had what I think was the funniest moment. He kind of got lost and he asked, how is Facebook able to maintain its <laughs> business model um, if users don't pay for its service? And Zuckerberg kind of glibly responded, we sell ads, Senator, um, which is the whole point of all of the Cambridge Analytica scandal, crisis, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so what was revealed is this kind of shocking um, dearth of knowledge about how Facebook operates and the true issues at hand when it's tied to Cambridge Analytica. Um, several of the senators actually asked Zuckerberg, send us on over some regulations, we'll look at them and we'll see what we think, but you do the heavy lifting and we'll critique your regulations. Which is very interesting to ask a private firm, hey, what regulations do you think would work for you? <laughs> and then we'll give some constructive feedback. Usually it should work the other way around. The government says this is how we're going to regulate you. Companies don't say this is how you're going to regulate us. But I do want to highlight one senator who really seemed clued into the case at hand, uh, my home senator, uh, junior senator from California, Kamala Harris. Um, she did ask Zuckerberg at one point, are you aware of anyone in the leadership at Facebook who was in a conversation where a decision was made not to inform your users? Which this question is um, really tying to that moment in 2015 where Facebook found out that this privacy breach had occurred and decided not to inform its users. And so Harris is really pointing to kind of the overall tension of this case and of the scandal um, and trying to apply pressure on Zuckerberg. Uh, Zuckerberg did end up kind of skirting around the issue and focusing more on the fact that, no, I, I don't claim to know anything about that conversation. And so just like Senator Harris, um, a potential 2020 presidential candidate, um, 
was able to kind of get to the meat and bones of the issue. Um, we saw a younger House. On average, the House member is younger than their counterpart in the Senate. And because of that, they were a little bit more clued in. They knew how Facebook worked. They knew Facebook was a free service that paid for its business model through ads. <laughs> um, and so they were a little bit more charged and a little bit more pointed at Zuckerberg. They kind of directed a lot of questions, and they wouldn't let him skirt off into kind of the ether. They nailed him for yes and no answers. Um, I'll just name a few examples. Um, so for example, Representative Greg Walden, a Republican from Oregon, he called him Facebook an American success story. And I think we can all agree on that to some degree. It started in college dorm room and now has 2 billion users. A lot happened in between and a lot of scandals and a lot of apologies, but it is a success story. You can't deny that. However, he also said while Facebook has certainly grown, it has not matured. I think it's time to ask whether Facebook may have moved too fast and broken too many things. Um, the representative Walden, he is actually referring back to a kind of mantra that Facebook kept pushing um, in like the early 2010s, 2011, 2012, and their unofficial motto was move fast and break things. Um, and Walden actually asked Zuckerberg, have you moved too fast and have you broken too many things? Um, so that was kind of interesting to see unfold. Um, a Democratic um, representative, Anna Eshu from California, she said that Facebook has failed to explain its data collection practices to its users in a clear pedestrian language. Not everybody reads the term and services, um, and that's kind of blatantly obvious when she asked Zuckerberg whether he himself knows everything that's in there, and he said, I'm not really sure, but I can get back to you, Senator, with a full legal response, or representative, but I can get back to you with a full legal response. Um, representative Ben Lujan from another Democrat from New Mexico, he accused Facebook of collecting data on those that aren't even using Facebook. Um, he talked about shadow profiles and how this data could potentially be scraped by malicious actors um, by using phone and email lookup features that are embedded in the app. He also said that Facebook knew of this problem back in 2013, was re-alerted about this problem in 2015, but did not turn off that feature, the one that can look up people using their email or their phone number until last week. So they were alerted four years ago, again three years ago, and then they just changed it this past week. So interesting. Um, a couple of them, a couple of the representatives, just like some of the senators, were a little bit off the mark with their questions. Important questions nonetheless, but maybe not necessarily about data collection, privacy, Cambridge Analytica. Um, for example, a representative, a Democrat from North Carolina, demanded that Zuckerberg improve the company's hiring practices, pointing out that Facebook doesn't really have a lot of diversity at its higher executive positions. A very important issue for this particular hearing in this particular moment of American kind of history, maybe not apropos. Um, Representative Joe Barton, a Republican from Texas, he presses um, Zuckerberg to address the conservatives' fears that the site censors their content. He brought up Diamond and Silk, the, the um, pair of African-American women um, that I mentioned earlier. Again, like Senator Ted Cruz, hate speech and the regulation and the role that Facebook plays in monitoring that, important. But is it relevant to this particular situation that they're supposed to be talking about? Maybe not. Finally, um, Representative uh, David McKinley from West Virginia, he accused Facebook generally of hurting people by failing to thwart um, those who try to sell opioids on the site. Of course, that's a real problem. Of course, Facebook should take a strong stance on that. Um, 
relevant? Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, so there's there's a lot going on there, and I think it's important that we start to try to pull apart the weeds and get down to the real content of what's been a crazy week. Um, so looking back at these, you know, two days of testimonies and hearings, um, I have a lot of questions. I don't know about you, but to start with, what do we think? I mean, what's the conversation about how Facebook should be regulated? Well, I think it begins with this concept and this classification of Facebook. What is Facebook? I think once you can classify it, you can regulate it. Um, is Facebook a media company? You know, they've they have videos on their site. They're, they've had their hands in movie productions and things like that. Are they a communications firm? They are a social media. People communicate messages. Messenger is all about communication. Should they be regulated under that type of... Um, set of rules. Um, are they a technology company? Zuckerberg himself, when asked, what type of company are you, he said, we are a technology company. Um, are they a financial firm? Um, one of the representatives said, said and brought up the point, you can trade money on Facebook. You can charge people. They can send you money. You have connections to Venmo, um, Apple Pay. These can all be integrated into your site. Does that make you a financial institution? Should we regulate you like a financial institution? Um, one of the representatives, I thought this was interesting, brought up, is Facebook an aerospace company? <laughs> Facebook has um, drones and planes that are used used to spread internet service in areas that are kind of underprivileged in that area, and they use that to grow their site. And so they said, because you have access to drones and planes and technology in the aerospace industry, should we regulate you like an aerospace in uh, industry firm? So it's interesting because how you look at Facebook will determine how you regulate Facebook. Um, but one of the greatest things that I took, and then I'll pass it to you for your thoughts, <laughs> Um, was you don't fully have to understand an entire industry to be able to regulate the, a part of the industry. I don't have to understand how the entire communications industry, the aerospace industry, financial institutions, I don't need to understand the nitty-gritty of how all of that works, but I need to understand the problem. And the problem mm. here was data privacy breaches and loose terms of services and a failure of Facebook to follow up with companies that said, we're not sharing this with the third parties. Those are the problems. We need to understand those problems better. I don't think the Senate nor the House fully wrapped their heads around the entire problem, but I think they're heading in that direction. They'll probably bring in people like Google, Twitter, other people to talk similar um, stories. But I think once we understand the problem fully, we'll be able to better regulate that problem and make sure that it does not happen again. I think that's a really good point, certainly. And I think you know over the next few weeks, we'll be starting to see progress of um, you know, implementing those regulations and getting to the, you know, the root of the problem at stake. Um, but I also think it's interesting that Zuckerberg and Facebook seem to be trying to get ahead of Congress a bit and have actually spoken about implementing protections regardless of what comes out of these hearings. Um, you know, while we can't yet know exactly what these regulations will look like, Facebook has talked about implementing measures to give users more control over the data they choose to share, as well as cautious steps to make sure that users actually understand Facebook's relationship to their data, just as, you know, the, the clearing pedestrian language that um, Representative Ishu was talking about. So many Americans have gotten used to, you know, just allowing Facebook access to their information kind of almost mindlessly. I know I have to an exactly. extent. Um, ahead of this issue. And I think Facebook wants to make it 
harder for users to kind of claim that obliviousness and just click through terms and conditions without paying attention to what they're signing off on. In addition, we're seeing an effort from Facebook to try to be more transparent. I know for myself personally, I've gotten several Facebook notifications this week about the ability to download my data from Facebook, move it off of Facebook, as well as push notifications, which detail more in um, depth really what their policies are. But you know, so as, as we're seeing, you know, the tech industries start to kind of take initiative on these things, why do you think the government is so slow in implementing regulations on, on tech? I think Congress has an age problem. Um, Congress is older than the average American. America is a relatively young country, but Congress is a relatively old institution and its members are old. And I'll so say. I think age is a huge factor. Um, and I think that both of these hearings reveal a startling fact that everyone kind of already knew. Congress can be very slow to act, whether it's because of age or because of just the institutions and how they operate themselves. Congress can be slow. Um, and technology over these past few years, especially Facebook, have broken barrier after barrier after barrier, year after year after year. Um, the industry as a whole, technology, social media, its growth has quite frankly outpaced the government's rush. Um, they don't really, they haven't felt a rush really to regulate it as much. Um, and so what we see now is we see two hearings, one in the Senate and one in the House, and Congress as an institution is acting reactively. It's not acting proactively. This issue already happened. There was a huge scandal, a huge crisis, and so they're trying to patch the band-aids instead of trying to prepare the person, being social media data, trying to, um, from doing that. Um, and so the question remains is, can Congress ever become a proactive regulator of the tech industry? Or is it by the very nature of the tech industry that it'll always outpace Congress? It'll always outpace um, government. And the law will always be chasing Facebook rather than Facebook trying to chase the law. That's so interesting. I love the, the visual you paint there. And this is kind of, this issue brings to mind several times over the past years, actually, that we've seen tech and government go head to head like this. Um, just to name one instance, the 2015 feud between Apple and the FBI regarding unlocking the iPhone of one of the San Bernardino shooters. shooters. Or another Facebook scandal as the platform came under fire for its complacency in the sp spreading of fake news during the 2016 election. You know, I really think for too long now, as you say, tech and politics have tried to exist at kind of opposite poles. You know, we see this dichotomy between East Coast, West Coast, baby boomers, millennials, institutions versus innovation, which is really at the root of what the tech industry has stood for. But clearly this has kind of come to a head. An industry as powerful and far-reaching as the tech industry simply cannot go unchecked. So to answer your question, Congress will have to become proactive. There's no other option. And if they can't adapt to these real, very tangible 21st century issues, they need to be voted out. Exactly, 2018 midterms are coming up. So <laughs> opportunity number one. So, so what's coming next? I mean, what are the next steps? So I think overall, Congress will make a decision. I think they're gonna draw in other firms such as Google, Twitter, 
um, Snapchat, other firms that collect data on their clients, and they're going to ask what are their practices, what do their terms of services look like, how easy do they make it for people to opt out of this data sharing, um, all of that fun stuff, so that Congress, both houses, can draft legislation. I think we will get regulations out of this um, of some kind. I don't, I can't say what type of firm they're going to classify Facebook as, and therefore let's start looking at those types of regulations. I can't make that prediction. Um, but one of the interesting things um, that I saw and I read about was the fact that Facebook has 2 billion users and its users are spread around the entire world. That Zuckerberg's motto. Yeah, is one, we one in will... three people on the planet exactly. use Facebook. Zuckerberg's mantra has been, we want everyone to be friends on Facebook. We want everyone to be on the platform. Um, and what we see is users in the EU have taken cases and pushed the EU to put more restrictions on data sharing and how that pri how privacy plays into this. And the EU has acted. Um, however, those restrictions and data privacy regulations only apply to user data from the EU. Um, if the American Congress actually when the American Congress acts, a lot of those regulations, unfortunately, will only apply to user data of Americans. And of course, that's important. Like, I want my data protected by my government. Um, and I'm sure the EU residents want the same. I think it's only natural. But it's, question, it's interesting to see that EU restrictions only affect EU users. American restrictions will only affect American data. But Facebook transcends all of this because they're a supranational organization. Um, and it'll be an interesting dynamic to see whether there are ever going to be universal protections for user data that are imposed on Facebook. And that'll take international cooperation um, in some type of mediated forum or conference or meeting between states. Um, and I don't think that um, people are talking about that quite yet, but it's certainly something that um, is worth keeping your eye out for. Yeah, I mean, these are truly global ramifications. You know, it's not only been a crazy week up on the hill, but a crazy week in all of our smartphones. Exactly. And now for our weekly toast to the Trump White House. Recent firings include Tom Bosert, the Homeland Security Advisor. The media speculates any day now that either EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt or Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein will be the next to go. So we're giving them an early cheers. <laughs> Recent Trump tweets include attacks on the Clintons, the failing New York Times, Democrat loyalists, the fake and corrupt Russia investigation, and the entirety of the Middle East for failing to say, and I quote, thank you, America. Trump's current approval rating, according to Gallup, is 41%. Cheers to the Trump White House. Woo! And that's been another episode of Fighting Words. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your other host, Raven. Check us out next week in your feed on Apple Podcast, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And remember, stay engaged. And question everything.